us on Southwood Drive. It's time for another exciting Blind Handyman Show. And uh, this is the show that teaches blind folks how to fix stuff. My name is Bill Parr, and along with me is uh, my co-host, Don Shaw. Donald, how are you today? You... Home project time today. Home project time. Tom Houston is with us running the uh, controls. How are you? How are you? How are you? Charlie Brown is here, and Don Patterson. Yay! Yay! Clapping our little handyman hands, aren't we? Huh? All right. Well, we did our first. Uh, you, so y'all didn't really. Th- you didn't think that. that uh, we did this. The the show that played last Monday. We did back in April, because the blind guys were down here. Remember from Dallas? Blind uh-huh. weekend. On blind weekend, and we, they everybody thought that it w- that would not run on the on the air. Uh, that Jonathan would just listen to that and say, "I I really don't like your show. I think it stinks." No, actually. That wasn't what he'd say. He uh, that he would be the only one that would hear it. He didn't realize it was going to be internationally broadcast. So everybody's nervous today. Everybody. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit different today. Me and uh, being Patterson and Charlie Brown aren't nervous, are we? Huh? <laughs> anyway, we're going to talk about uh, lots of things today. But we why don't we uh, we got uh, Donald? Tell us about your your Donald is a guy that checks uh, Don. We have, not, we have two Dons. Don Shaw checks the email account. And uh, Don Shaw, boy, what to? That's right. Email checker. All right. Email checker and saver and uh, and printer and printer printer and organizer. Right. So, so and we'll have some good emails. And to you've read done on good, the air this I might week. say. So, well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm anyway. We got several emails and we were, like I said, clapping our little little handyman hands because right. uh, we got some folks actually listened to our show and uh, maybe. And we appreciate all the emails, by oh, the way. Oh man. So. You, when, and of course, the the address is blindhandyman at hotmail dot com dot com. That's right. And uh, one of the things I want to mention today, if you if you we want you to email. If you're listening, email. If you don't have a question, if you're not interested in handyman stuff, email us anyway and let us know that you're listening. That that makes us all happy. And if you don't want us to mention your name, I say don't. Do not want us to mention your name. Mention that in your email, and we won't read it and we won't mention it on the air. If it's all right, just you know, we'll just. We'll probably read your email uh, on the on the air, and and if you want to be a guest on the show, if you have a question, something you want to talk about, we'll be sure and and uh, indicate that in your email. Shall we read a few, Tommy? What do you think? Well, I guess we could. You All ready? Right. I'm ready when you are. Okay. Uh, hello, handyman. Um, my name is Charles Reichart, and I live in Unadilla, New York, which is located in central New York, about 50 miles northeast of Binghamton. Mm-hmm. Uh, I listened to your blind handyman show last evening on ACB's main menu. And found it more than interesting. I believe that your show is long overdue. I have been totally blind since birth, and like you guys, I haven't let my disability get in the way of living. My wife, who is sighted, and I recently purchased an almost 200-year-old house. Although not on the historical register yet, it is an historic house built in 1804 by one of the prominent businessmen in the town at the time. Mm -hmm. And we're beginning to restore the home and plan to place it on the registry, although it is currently in an historic district. Although blind, I have been and will continue to do much of my work myself with my wife, of course. My family has been in the woodworking arena in one form or another for generations, whether building houses, furniture, restoring antiques, etc. I have always had an interest in woodworking and have worked on many home projects over the years. Uh, This big old house has given me a list of projects longer uh, than you can imagine, but I feel that my wife and I, with the help of our neighbors and friends, have the rest of our lives to get it done. 
I also have an interest in automobiles and maintain, repair, and fuss with our family vehicles and plan someday to restore an old car. Mm-hmm. I use my adapted tools and jigs to work in wood and on many other projects. My neighbor and I are always coming up with some idea or finding something in the catalogs that would help. Although I only work part-time in the human services field and have worked for many years in the past in the computer field, I seem to be most happy when working on a project around the house. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that we also have a carriage house believed to have been built in the late 1700s, which really needs some TLC. If you would consider me as a possible candidate to talk on your show or to get involved in some other capacity, you can contact me using the info below. Thanks much in advance and hope to hear from you. Keep up the good work, good and needed work. I'm Charles M. Reinhardt up in Unadilla, New York. Charles Reichardt. Right. Reichardt, I'm Reichardt. sorry. Sorry, Boy, Charles. You, you, you should have heard Jaws pronounce that. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it didn't do it. I call him Charles Richard, and he said, no, that's the Reichardt. I talked to this fellow, and we're going to have him as a guest on next week's show. He had some plans, uh, something to do today uh, during the time that we're recording, and he wasn't able to to alter those, and so he he said that he would be on next week's show, and judging it, that, what a great email. I mean, is that great or what? Oh, man, that was oh, wonderful. Yeah. It's probably going to be on Jay Leno or David Lenderman. You, you think you think he'll get a better offer? He could. That's But he, yeah. he uh, yeah. seems like a, a really, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for, adjusted sort of an individual, and as he's a... Uh, well, I won't give his age. If he wants to tell you how old he is, he can. If he wants to tell you he's 51, it's okay with me. But uh, we're going to have him on next week's show. And those are the kind of emails we like. Oh, and sure. it, like I said, if you don't want us to read it, uh, let us know. Read us another email while I go. I forgot to unplug the phones. No. Oh, okay. All right. I go. do have another one here. Oh, there's that silly. There's something I forgot. Let me. Man, oh, man. Yeah, it'll go okay. This one is, it says, Hi, I only could catch a bit of your show. My modem connection just keeps dropping out. I'm a bit of a handyman. I'm a teacher of middle school students who are visually impaired, and they love working with wood as well. I have a bit of a shop in my garage, and it includes a table saw, router, drill press, and many other little things. I caught a piece of your show that mentioned a guide for using the skill saw. The skill saw could be very handy, but I just do, just do not feel comfortable using it. Now, the guide you mentioned cuts up to 24 inches. Someone mentioned a guide that would uh, guide up to 8 feet. That is something I could use for the skill saw. I just bought a sheet of expensive plywood to make shelves in my kitchen cabinets, and I ended up having to ask for a second pair of hands. It was tough keeping the wood along the fence with two pair of hands. As a guest mentioned, a guide that would allow me to make these cuts with the plywood laying on a, a couple of sawhorses, mm-hmm. and the skill saw would have come in very handy. That was you, Pat. Right? Yeah, that was, that was Pat still, I think mm-hmm. it was, yeah. I would like to know if the show will be put on demand in the archive section of the ACB radio site. And if you have a list of mentioned gadgets for me to look at, anything that can make me and my wife feel more comfortable is always a plus. I could really relate to the guy who said he would not cut on a table saw unless his wife was around. Bill. My wife put it like uh, like that, but she included that she be around if I needed to go to the hospital. Yeah. I, I like the way you stress the need to know whether your hand, where your hands are. I think a logically thinking person, for the most part, can respect the blade once they know how it really works. I am very careful. It sometimes annoys people, but I turn off the table saw, router, or whatever before making the next pass. Sure. I double-check before moving ahead. It's tempting to leave the blade going through, 
Uh, some topics I would be interested in hearing you speak about is how to rip wood. A common problem is at the end of the piece of wood, I regularly get a wave or splinter uh, the edge as it goes through the saw. Not sure, uh, not sure if that is clear. When I pull the wood through the blade for longer cuts, I get not so straight cuts at the end and it will shave the edge. I'm thinking I'm not pulling the wood all the way through to the back side of the blade uh, to clean up the cut, and the wavy part must be because of the pause mm-hmm. hesitation at the end. Another interesting thing for you is to put together tips and tricks and suppliers uh, of frequently asked questions. Uh, the items mentioned on the list will uh, contact uh, information would be helpful to listeners who want to get started. Hope your show takes off. Look forward to hearing back from you. Let me know when the regular time slot will be and if there will be shows on demand, please. And uh, that's best regards, Keith Christian. As far as I know, there will be, uh, uh, they, Jonathan had told me that they will be uh, available in the archives. And archiving something on, with ACB Radio is really easy. I, went, I, I missed a main menu when I went to Padre. So I just went and, boy, when you click on it, you better be ready to record it or listen because it's, it's right there. Don, you, you got your uh, that guide for your skill saw? Yeah, I, I got that, that, that particular guide, the 24-inch guide at Sears. Believe it or not, and it's, uh, it's it's made especially for that purpose. That it, I believe uh, this is the case. You might go to the internet and type in guides or skill saw guides. Yeah. And see, I, because I did find a company, and this is kind of a special made or uh, a piece of equipment. I, I, and I, I don't think it's too expensive, but anyway, it would cut a 96 inch cut. It would facilitate an 8 inch cut, and. Uh, but it was by a special order, and I'm not sure. I'll try to find that information if Keith's listening next week and have that. Maybe I can find it if, if he can't in the meantime. That'd be good. And so uh, I could get back. But I tell you, he's talking about cutting, handling a piece of plywood by himself. I don't care if you can see or if you have seven arms. Handling a piece of plywood by yourself is a, is a major. I mean, a piece of plywood, is a, a three-quarter inch piece of plywood is an Heavy. unwieldy. Yep. Uh, thing. How? How? What? You have sawhorses, Pat, and you? No, you, I, I actually I have sawhorses and Don Shaw. We could send person. them Don Shaw. I guess we could. <laughs> I went through this about the two months ago. I needed to rip a piece, and I wanted 24 inches on each side. I mean, I wanted to go right down the middle. Yeah, I was going to build yeah, two workbenches, yeah. and uh, I could not handle. What happens? The tendency is, no matter if it's just one person, where he's getting his. Uh, little cuts on the backside or leaving that little spur is it's coming off of the fence. Yeah, it he's, is. He's not able right. to handle it. And, and it's just, unless, I have seen these professional carpenters do it, but really, if you if you were perfectly sighted and had a guide, actually a skill saw is probably just as good a way to rip a, a piece of plywood if, there again, you need two people. I mean, that's my... Oh, if I ripped a piece of plywood, I wouldn't try to do it on the table saw. If I did on the table saw, I'd sure take the table saw outside. Yeah, it's a a difficult piece of work, and it it just really needs two people. But holding it against the fence is probably the the best advice you could get. And Um, and just keeping a steady force on it. When you come to the end, you know you're going to come to the end, but you just need to kind of not let up. Just, uh, you know, kind of let the saw feed the wood, or or you feed the wood to the... So in a steady motion. I think it, it, I, I have the same problem sometimes, and I, I think I get excited and go, oh, I've done it. 
<laughs> you know, and you kind of let it yeah. drift away from the fence maybe, maybe a little you bit. you got that little part at the end. That that's, but you little. can always, if you've got the fence set and you miss, say you, you got away from the fence and the end where the, is a little wide, you can always turn the board around and push it back through. You know what I'm saying? And the fence would be the same width, so it would knock that same... I mean, it, it would knock that knock off, off for you. Of course, you would, have, you would have screwed up the other piece of wood that you cut off. You couldn't use it for much. But Yep. Anyway, cutting wood is, is for blind people, is, is, is always going to be. Now, I, I do, let me mention one more thing. We're going to another email. I have a couple of little roller deals. You've seen them, haven't you? Those little yes. deals that you can roll. I bought two of them. If I'd known what they were, I'd have bought four. And they're adjustable in height. And if you set them, I believe if you had four of them and you were very careful and you set them at the, at the height of your table saw, maybe even a little higher to let it roll on these little roller deals, the only thing with them is they tip over real easy, and you'd really have to be extremely careful. Anyway, another email? We ready? Uh, well, yes. What? I, 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 I've got one more thing before we go to another email. I think that okay. we may be missing along the line here. The, 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 the furniture kits and uh, uh, kit building, kit putting together kits is something, mm-hmm. too, that sounds like a good suggestion to talk for, about somewhere on for a this show. show. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, it would be. That's it, something that everybody might do. They might buy a little computer stand, you know, for their house yeah. or apartment, or the, lots of things come in kit form now. And, and you can things, get your so. wife to help you. That won't slow you down much. Uh, oh, not much, me. huh? I, I didn't say that. Maybe she won't. Maybe she won't be listening. I love you, babe. Anyway, uh, another email. Oh, yes, email? sir. Uh, okay, Thank howdy. You, Howdy, just wanted to drop you a line on how I enjoyed your program on ACB Radio Mainstream. I found it uh, very informative and yet a little laid back. I was very interested in the guide for a circular saw. Might have to get me one. Thanks for a good program, Frank. That's a good email. Yes. Did, did we start the clock? Yeah, uh-huh. we did. Oh, you, you thought to start the clock? Mm-hmm. What, a, what a guy. Frank? Thank you, Frank. We appreciate that. Uh, did he ask a question? I can't he remember. did not. He did not. He just uh, said he just wanted to comment on the circular saw guide. And see, that's fine. It's just, we just, you know, it just does our little hearts good to know that somebody's listening. Sure. So email us if you want. Comments to. are great. They really are. Go ahead, Tony. Okay. Hey, great show. Uh, I'm sure glad you guys were able to do this. I heard it tonight, and a lot of what you said is correct. One question, though. How do you tell which wire goes to what terminal? Now, you might have said, uh, said, and I missed it, as for woodworking, a lot of that I learned from my dad in the orientation center in a class at the Blind Center in Oakland. And where do you get this tutorial that you mentioned? Well, anyway, I hope your show lasts a long time because we need more of this type of show. In fact, you guys remind me of Car Talk, only with handyman things. Last year at camp, I made a birdhouse. The only thing was they cut out the uh, stencil and we put it together. I still have mine. We live in an apartment, so we can't do much handyman things here. Oh. But someday I hope to have a house again, and then I can apply this or maybe help others, like maybe my daughter, although I can put together things. By the way, you might talk about how to put together kits, such as chairs, tables, or computer desks, which Don just mentioned, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Or I, I guess how to assemble things that uh, we get at the store. I think that would be very interesting. One last thing. Uh, where is the website uh, you mentioned, blindhandyman.com, or th- is there one yet? Bye for now, and I hope these shows are archived. Well, there isn't yet, but there could be. Uh, uh, not tomorrow, but maybe at a time in the future. What did she ask? She asked something. She uh, uh, is, that the, that's, is that the person that lives in the apartment? 
Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is person. Yeah. That, this is Charles. Yes. Okay, Charles Dickens. I have I have uh, left every apartment I've ever The first thing I do and I bet Shaw does the same thing. The first thing I do if I go to a hotel room or go in an apartment is look and see which way the air conditioner vents are aimed and get up and re-aim them. And uh, then I go check faucets and and light switches and all that sort of thing. Do you do that, Shovel? The important things. Yeah, the important things. The make trip. sure make <laughs> sure course. that the, make sure the lock on the bathroom door works. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know the things that that to me are important that I want I want to know. And sure, you can do a lot of maintenance at Let's see, this person we, huh? we did have a question about the wiring. That's what I was going to say. The wiring. Okay. All right, I'm going to make this statement, and y'all, you can correct me if you disagree. Feel free to, Donald Pat. Where do you go? Right here. It doesn't matter which wire is which. On what? On what? On a switch. On the light switch. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you're talking about a light switch, no, it does not. You have you usually cut one, and it was just the same wire. You're putting your other one is going to be a, a neutral. You know, like if you have say on two, uh, uh, twelve two in a ground, you have a black yeah. wire and a white wire. So to hook in the light switch, you would cut the black wire and okay, put well, it on the top terminal. Well, that's that's a switch yeah. leg. Yeah. And, they, and they've run a switch leg down there. So yeah. both wires will be, in other words, what you're doing is taking the voltage and feeding it through that switch yeah. back to the light. So both wires will eventually be hot. And then on, on a switch, it really doesn't make any difference. What's who you know? What's the difference? No, now, the big thing on a switch is getting it where you, when it's up, it's on, and down, it's yeah, off. That's it's true. The standard yeah, position. Now, I've done it, and it's easy to do. Just yeah, you get to look, and you. Yeah, it's you, real easy to do. I've done uh, it. Flip it over. So. But you, if you're using Romax, which is the standard wire that you use to wire light switch or wire anything electrical, there'll there'll be two wires. If you strip that, the outside coating from that Romax, and you you, I don't know any better way to do that. My, I don't know any wire strippers that'll do that. I just use a pocket knife, don't you? Just, just. Now, what do you use? I have some little plier things that that when you squeeze them, it makes a cut in that, and then you kind of pull. That's and, what I've and got. The Same kind of deal. You go down if you want to take an inch off. You go down about an inch and then clip your little. And you make this little cut, and, and it, it works good. And it Wait a minute, and it doesn't cut all the way through. No, the no it just no. cuts the insulation. Well, I don't have any of those. And, uh, you, need, you need to have some. <laughs> uh, this birthday coming up. Those are great. I've never seen any of those. All right, I got to have some of those. And and those, obviously, those would be available at at, a, at any kind of hardware store. That's right. And so you, and then you put, just slip off the outside covering, yeah. right. leaving other... your two wires and a drain wire, a ground wire, which is, and the grain wire is not insulated. It never That's has voltage on it. That's how you can it. tell the ground wire because it won't. It be never has voltage on it. Yeah. You tie it to the ground, and it, and it's. If you look at the switch, it's obvious that which one is the. I mean, the ones on the side, on each side, are going to be the. Uh, or, or even if their holes are going to be the place where you put the wires that have voltage, and then the ground will be the ground will always be a screw. Is that correct? Well, the ground wire won't be insulated. It's always. Well, I'm big. saying yeah, on the on the switch, the ground wire will always be a screw. Sometimes they're not a. I've seen them where a, they can seen, go in a. Yeah. yeah, I've seen swim switches. I think that where there's not a obvious ground. I mean, uh, yeah, I have too. Oh, really? Just yeah. to confuse poor yeah. blind yeah. schmucks. But that's the normally, only normally that screw would be separated from the, the other. The two hot or the two leads would be on one side, depending that's on right. which way you have the switch turned. Right. Up. Uh-huh. And then that ground wire then is usually going to be on the bottom. It's I obviously agree with that. it's it's off by itself, yeah. and it's obvious that this is a that this is a ground. But you know, back before, 
I learned to do what little I know how to do now. I used to use speakers. I'd take a speaker. If I couldn't figure out what the, you know, what the switch would do, I'd take a speaker and put two wires. And if it turned the speaker off and on, obviously it would turn the voltage off and on. You know? Yeah, well, and right thought. here is a good place to mention, too, because, you know, in, in most cases we talk about our sighted friends or wives or whatever. Yeah. In my case, I'm partially sighted and, yeah. and don't need help quite so often. But if, you know, if you're messing around with a lot of electricity, especially the heavy-duty stuff, you're, you almost need someone there because when color does make a difference. Yeah. But also, like, we had, we'd stress the fact of turning off the breaker, but Don yeah. Shaw had mentioned to me the other day, I was talking about... Uh, in my house, some of the wiring is a little squirrely, and I I can turn off breakers and think I have like maybe one whole half of the house turned off, mm-hmm. and yet I'll have an oddball wire yeah. that's uh, coming. And so he has a little gizmo yeah. that uh, he lays on the wire or close to it. If you I, even get I have those, and yeah. it will tell you if it, or t- would tell anyone. You wouldn't even have to be a professional. Well, it's not made for uh, blind people. Yeah, and but I mean, it would tell a sighted person real quick that you could if call. You and, I mean, you not. could get the little paper boy or something and say, "Hey, is this light flat?" Anyway, and it'll let you know if the wire. Well, wait a minute! I got one that makes also. noise. Yeah, okay. a tone and, so, and a light. Yeah. I have one that makes noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yours, yours does too, Shaw boy. Huh? And so a that's tone and light. Yeah. And so, so that's what you would really need. That's too. what you really need. And it's cheap. I mean, it's your local hardware store, you know, probably 6 or $8 for this thing. So. Yeah, you've got to buy some tools if you're going to do I mean, there's no way to do these things without tools. So switches, uh, put, the, put the switch in. If it doesn't work, swap the wires around. Don't yeah. worry about it. It's no big deal. And, and somebody was talking about the breaker box. Most breaker boxes in, in new houses are labeled. Of course, if you run on to, like your house, probably isn't. Cause right. Jack Little. Can we mention well, that? Well, yeah, it's where, where somebody has, <laughs> you know, they decided they wanted to run a wire here. Like, for instance, I have yeah. a ceiling fan in one room that has nothing to do with the, the all the other plugs or electricity that go to that room because it was really? run. It, it, it was Later. easier to get to a wire from upstairs. So to turn off the living room ceiling fan breaker, you have to turn off the upstairs breaker. So. Just a comment about ceiling fans, too. You know, you was talking about color codes and things. Now, ceiling fans could get a little tricky. Oh, man. Sometimes you have to hook up two different colored wires to one leg of the electricity for it, for the light and the other things to work in the ceiling fan. So that might be a situation when you hang a ceiling fan with lights that you might get into a situation where you at least need someone to tell you which two colored wires to hook to what uh, leg of the uh, wiring. Romance. If if I were if I were by myself and wanted to hook up a ceiling fan, I would set the fan somewhere and didn't had no idea how, what the color code was. I would I would find a have a piece of wire with a plug on it. I would strip the wires off the the end one one end. I would tie it to the ceiling fan and plug it in and see what it did. You know, stupid fool well. that I may be. That's what. That's how I would figure out how to wire. Yeah, see if it comes on, and see if the light comes on. And it's been a long time since I've gotten shocked, but that doesn't mean I won't. What else? What else did this person ask? Charles, whatever. Is that it for that one? I I believe that pretty well covered. How are we doing on time? We're covered, Charles. How far are we? Uh, We're about 24 minutes in. So I guess we probably need to take a little break. You want to read the rest of the emails, then we'll take a break? Well, we can do that if you like. Why don't we do that real quick? The rest of them are kind of short, aren't they? Okay. Hi, it was great. I'm a totally blind woman living alone. I'm lucky because Dad taught me a lot of handyman stuff when I was a kid. But just uh, recently moved, some sighted friends were helping me get some things set up. T is an electrician. We Mm -hmm. changed a couple of outlets for He changed a couple of outlets for me. Because they were too loose and plugs would just fall out of them. I've seen it before. Me too. I was observing, uh, let's see, I was observing 
what he what he did, and I didn't know exactly how he did it. Now I do, and I want to tell you guys that sighted people find the right circuit breaker just the way you do. Turning them off. Now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Turning them off. They don't have any markings or anything to tell them uh, which is right, and I also like the way you guys were having lots of fun with sharing your knowledge. Keep it up, and this is from Gail. Thank you, Gail. We will. You can do a lot of things in an apartment. It doesn't make any difference where you live. Anyway, sure what's in? Do, do another one, Tom. Okay, we have one here. The, uh, howdy, I'm a totally blind person, and uh, I hate to think of my wife mowing the lawn. Uh, yeah. we, we have an electric mower, and does anyone have an idea about mowing lawns? And this is from Walt Cohn. So I would, I would gather by that. Listen to this. Good. <laughs> Shaw, you don't have your hourly report on. I need to. He's got a new watch. Don had to buy a new watch. I told him there's something wrong there. Why don't you listen? Uh, that's right. Anyway, <laughs> when I was a kid, uh, well, I had a lot more energy than I do now. I used to mow the lawn with a, with an old, with a push mower. And I don't mean a push mower that went, Ooh, I mean a push mower that you pushed. Push, push. Absolutely push this push mower. And I would mow till I thought I had it. And then my mother would come sit on the front porch and tell me where to mow, even it up. So if your wife is sighted or if you have a sighted person, try that. That would be my only suggestion. Well, yeah, try that. And then another suggestion, talking to a, a, a person one time years ago told me, a totally blind person, I think did pretty good cutting grass, said that it had just a, a medium-sized yard, I would say, and said that uh, now this mm-hmm. takes extra time, but he, he, he would go like do rows all in one direction and then go back and do them in the opposite direction. It's like mowing twice, but you'd be pretty much assured at least of probably getting 99% of it anyway. Covered, if, so. if, if you sit out on the porch and if no one laughs when they walk by, obviously you did. That's right. <laughs> pretty no. good with your... <laughs> Yard. What that? And just uh, things for the future. It may yeah. not help now, but at one time on, on some program uh, within the last year, I saw a lawnmower that is powered by the sun. And it stays in your yard all the time. And it looks kind of like an oversized turtle. And mows and it, it for you? And it just mows at random. It That's just right. goes. And I think you can keep it in your yard. You place a little wire around the perimeter. Around the perimeter. And this, it just random. It, it just whenever. And when children or a pet approaches it within a certain difference, it, distance, it shuts itself off. Are these on the market? Or I, is this I believe just this one may have been. Yeah, I don't I know so. about the price. <laughs> but while, yes. you're, while you're getting the address of the eight-foot... Measuring thing, get that. I got to have one. Wouldn't it be cool? It'd Boy, be the, cool. Conley'd, Conley'd have a fit with that, wouldn't yeah. he? He needs that. All right. Is that all of them? Is, uh-huh. that, is that it for emails, Tommy? I believe it is, yes, sir. How do we get that? I don't know. I pushed the, I pushed the, the deal here. Let's see. What did I do? What my, did, what did my you? My headphones are off. What did you do? <laughs> I don't know. How was, what was that? Uh, strange that, that had something to do with this uh, uh, music. I was Bumper music. Uh, Don, uh, Don's uh, lost his headphones. Yeah, Don and, uh, has no headphones. Are they uh, working, Don? I, I think this little gizmo's oh, indicating oh, okay. anything. What? My you little battery pack thing, is, there's nothing. Let me fix his uh, headphones, <laughs> and, and you play some proper music, again. and we'll take a break. Handyman Show will continue in just a moment. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to the uh, Blind Handyman Show. It was my son, George, just came by. Did somebody open the door a while ago? Was that him? I guess it was. Who else could it have been? All right, Patterson, do you have your headphones fixed? Yes. We had to call a blind handyman. We had to call some blind electrician handyman. All right, Donald, you wanted to talk about uh, the... Uh, we call it the flapper valve. I don't wonder what. I think the. Uh, what's the name of the, what? Is the, what is that officially called? I'd like another correct name for that, actually. Um, but anyway, if, if, I think if, it's called a. F- of, I don't. I don't know what. It's I don't called. know. I don't know either. That's anyway, boy, research. Boy, the research is good on this show. Well, Don. Don is our research guy. Isn't he? He's going to look up. When it looks up all these. So Got to look up these things. things you wanna, you've, you've changed one recently, and you want to tell us. Anyway, we need to talk about that a little bit. If you wake up bright and early one morning and uh, you uh, walk into the bathroom to take a quick shower yeah, uh-huh. and uh, you uh, hear some water uh, running out of your commode. Well, like scared me, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Anyway. It's going to sound like you're flushing the commode and the water runs through. Uh-huh. You know you got a problem. You know uh, that the the valve at the bottom is leaking, and uh, that happens a lot. It just they last a year or two or three, and you get a leak, and you know it's time to change it. And uh, for lack of anything better to call it, we'll call it a flapper valve. At at the bottom, it's got a chain that runs from it up to the little handle mm-hmm. that you push when you flush, and it's uh, just got two little. Uh, ear-like things that run off from it, one on each side that just hook over these little, these two little ears, ears at the bottom of this pipe that it fits on. And uh, in other words, it covers a pretty good-sized round hole on the bottom of the tank, maybe a hole I don't know what three, three inches, three in, two, three what inches around, maybe. Yeah. This this thing is rubber, and what happens is after it's in for a year or two. Or three, it loses its shape, and then the water will start leaking through. Is the problem? Well, and it gets dirty. It gets, yeah, it gets dirty. It gets rust on it. It gets. It's uh, clean water back there in the tank, but yeah, it, it gets rust and just just junk just from your water. Yeah. But anyway, it's just basically un, un, unhooking these little ear things from the pipe, and uh, unhooking the chain, which just hooks on. There's three holes uh, in the end of the little arm that's on the end of the flusher handle. And uh, unhooking this chain, and uh, I've seen them. I've seen them, you know. And, and that's one of the problems that a blind person has. Really, it'd be better to go to your local local hardware store where hands-on approach. So that's what I like. Unlike the big, big, uh, big, big stores where the the items are in a package and you can't really tell what you've got. In other words, I've seen them where they have a plastic little gizmo, and some of them have a chain that run up to the handle. And I, I would get the one with the chain, because the one with the plastic will, uh, well, eventually the little plastic teeth will wear down. So, anyway, my best advice would be go to your local hardware store where you can hands-on and uh, buy the flapper valve with the chain. Bring it home. Put the ears over the little gizmo, hook the chain to the uh, handle, and you should be home free. Hopefully. But, you know, un- unlike me, uh, look at the thing before you take it off. Look at how it went on. Look at how you took it off. Usually I just, I don't know how to do this, and take it off and then go, no, oh, sir. geez, I don't really know how to do this. But, it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's really, if you look at it, it's very simple. 
It's a very simple process. Uh, the chain has to be taut. In other words, it has to have some slack in it, but not too much. When you push the flush handle down, it should immediately begin pulling that valve up. And if it doesn't, then put the hook the chain in another hole That's until right. it does. The tension has uh, got to be right. And, and go ahead, Pam. No, and that's some of the cheapest maintenance you can do too. It sure it, is. The thing will pay for itself in a month's time. They cost probably three, three and a half at the store. Oh, at least. And mm -hmm. if you have, especially in houses where you have two bathrooms, sometimes both of them acting up at one time, can increase your water bill quite a bit. Well, then you sure call the plumber to come out. They're they're basic. Yeah, uh, Fifty-five, sixty dollars. Well, yeah, it's, they're basic uh, to come to your house is fifty-five or sixty bucks, and that's that's quick. Easy type maintenance that you can do. In other words, if you're if you go in the in your in your bathroom and you hear the water going coming through your commode when it's when no one has used it in a while, then you need to change that little flush cock is you what sure it's do. called. It's called a flush cock, and that's what you need to change. And it's very simple to change. And there's always this. There's in every I've never seen a, a, a laboratory a commode that did not have a cutoff valve that didn't have a thing down below the tank to turn the water off. If you, you know, we always talk about turning things off last, it seems like. We always, <laughs> we always get out of order on these things. But <laughs> I wasn't going to get you. But basically, uh, I, I, well, I don't turn off the water, and that could be a problem, too. Usually what I do is hold the little... The little uh, float up with one hand and and just take it loose with the other and I you know I have the other one just immediately well you've probably to put changed in. fifty of these in your in different times in your life but really it'd probably be advisable just to go and, and actually, some don't have a shut off valve a lot of mobile homes especially they they just don't put a shut off valve on them I've well if you're going to do maintenance you need to one of the that's that's another one of those first things you do when you move in somewhere is figure out how to turn the water off. Because, you know, if you have a leak, you're going to have to turn the water off. So you need to, to find out, figure out where to turn the water off. Turn the water off before you before you change this thing. But, but Hopefully uh, you have a shut-off valve on the back of your... I've never seen one that didn't have a shut-off valve under the commode. Oh, I have. And another little tip, too, for that, if you're yeah. thinking about these shut-off valves, many times over the years of setting, they get real tight. So they do. Uh, it's true. Some people wrote a book one time, I think, 1,001 Uses for Duct Tape. Well, this is one of the 1,001 uses for WD-40, and you might always have a little can of WD-40 handy. And just yeah. even some routine maintenance every two or three months, it's not a bad idea to squirt these valves. And, and go in there and move right. that valve. Yeah, move it. Move turn it, it and, and loosen it up, because sometime you may really need it off oh, real sure. quick. Real quick, <laughs> yep. My, uh, my, uh, my uh, pool cleaner valve is plastic, and there is no screw to take the handle off and put some... Some, you know, in order to do this, I'm gonna have to cut. It's really gotten stiff. It takes both hands to turn it. I'm gonna have to cut it out of the line. There's no other way to do it. I mean, I'm gonna have to cut it out of the PVC line and splice it back in. Anyway, turn the water off first. Turn the power off first before you change it. That's right. Before you change that switch. And yeah. just one other quick comment. Yeah. If worse comes to worse, even in and you have bigger problems. Uh, in the back of the tank there. You know, it's, it, it, it's a good handyman project. It's not the end of the world to shut off the water. And you, you, can, you can actually change the whole float, the whole assembly. The whole sure inside can. works. And it's very easy to do. Real easy to do. So you, you, we could elaborate more on that if we get an email about it. Or you can always call. A Remember, if you screw up two, if you have, especially if you have two bathrooms, or if you're a guy... Uh, you can you can you can always call a plumber. I mean, as as, as, yep, worse comes as last worse. resort, if you if you really uh, mess it up, screw it up bad, you can always call a plumber. Good. Uh, sure so try this on Sunday afternoon, not on. <laughs> what did he do? 
What could he possibly do? What could he possibly do? They had quit, they had quit working before I did that. Those headphones, So you threw, it, you threw it on no, the floor? No, it, it fell. It slipped off Those and dropped. Has it quit working? Yes. Period. Well, all right, I'll give him mine. I, mean, no, I don't not, need them. I'm fine. I'm not trading. I'm not going to do it. I wanted to, uh, to uh, what, how are we on? So we doing all right on time? Oh, we're doing okay, yes, sir. You got some brandy. I'm sorry. We've got at least 20 you don't minutes. Wanna, you don't want to do a little ain't misbehaving on the piano? No. I had it tuned. It's for you. Tuned up. Kind of guy, a little ain't misbehaving. I want to talk about the other, the other uh, since we've done this Blind Handyman show, which was the first one we did, was back in April, which was the, what we called the demo. Anyway, since then, uh, Memorial Day has come and gone, and Memorial Day is one of those days when, you crank the air conditioner up all the way because that's the way Mama likes it, and people are coming in and out. And we had a little group gathering here, and folks came by, and we did a few firecrackers and cooked some. And what we cook burgers? Did we cook burgers? We cook burgers. Anyway, people were in and out all day, and that's very hard on your air conditioner. One of the ways I don't know much about refrigeration, but one of the ways that an air conditioner cools your house is by removing the humidity from your house. And it it that it pours that humidity into a pan that's under the uh, condensing coil. Is that right? The evaporator. Is it con- anyway the coil that's in the attic? Which one is it? Evaporator or condenser? I think it's the condenser coil. Anyway, it's the coil that's in your attic that uh, that it blows air across that coil. That coil is cold. If that coil cools the air, the air comes out of your ducts in your house. Uh, little window air conditioners work basically the same way. So as that air goes across the coil, water comes out of that air, and it dumps, it drips down into a pan under your coil, and that pan has a drain on it, and that drain drains outside, and it's, everything's fine, unless the drain gets stopped up, and the auxiliary drain is stopped up, and then the water... Anyway, to make a long story short, about 2.30 that afternoon, Luann said, well, heck, heck, darn... Golly, I hate this. <laughs> That's not really what you she know, said, but she said. That, and and I said, "What, baby? What can I help you with?" You know me. There's water in the floor in the hall. Oh my God! What did we? You know. Well, the air conditioner panted, overflowed, and it was dripping through the ceiling. So, I I turned the air conditioner off, took the filter out, uh, got a big pan. Always remember this: get a big pan. And I pop the pipe comes down through the pipe comes down from my attic through my return air and then goes outside. Okay, so I yep. pulled it apart and of course filled the biggest pan we had immediately with water. Whoa! Because water pouring out of the attic. So I took a little extension pipe I had and blew the drain out just with my mouth. <sighs> blew the drain out till it cleared. Put it all back together and everything was fine. And then next morning I went up and poured some bleach in the pan. I hadn't done that this year. I poured some bleach in the pan because that bleach will kill the algae that develops in those little drains that they put in your house there, about a quarter inch pipe. But it's a good idea, and I should have done it before. Every summer, to if you have a shop vac to blow it out, if you don't, like I was telling Don Shaw, the one at the house he lives in, for 13 years when I lived in that house, I just pulled it off and blew it it out with my mouth, with my human air. Just blew it till it cleared and then put it back together, and that worked. Because that drain is really, it just goes straight down and goes out of the house. Mine has got several little bends and twists and crooks. And Anyway, what? And usually you can get into that pipe fairly easy at, yeah. at, 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 at your condenser unit, and you can, uh, they say you can put in 
the little chlorine tablets that you buy for your swimming pool, but the small ones, mm -hmm. the little one inch or half inch or whatever they are. The well, yeah, but small if you don't tablets. have a pool, you could use chlorine, just pour some chlorine yeah, bleach or something. some bleach, yeah. but if not, you could put in the tablets, and they last longer. That's the point. They say the tablets will last, like, you know, for a few months sure they will. anyway if you put and, them in your system. So Do what, Pat? And a good idea. I'm away from my mic. And you a are. good idea about this, if you're in a new house, talking about exploring or even in your old house, mm -hmm. this, uh, this emergency pan has a separate drain. And it's very important to know where that drain is because it's it, if you see water coming out of it, then the other, a, it, the other drain is clogged is up. And this is telling you you have very little time. Uh, because if it's on a prolonged, if you're gone over the weekend saying this happens, you'll come home and have a living room or a sure kitchen will. full of sheetrock. Yep. Because yeah. this uh, has happened to me before. <laughs> so, yeah, and usually this this uh, emergency drain should be in an obvious place. Like, for instance, mine drips off of the roof of my patio. Mine drips and on the front porch. So when you see water coming out of this drain, it's not raining. You've got a problem. Or you, you need to do something. Uh, you might want to yeah. locate that in whatever residence you're in, if it, it, you know, if it's your own home, to find out where your emergency drain is. Or even if it's not your own home, you don't want to make a, you don't want to have a, you know, you don't want to have a sheetrock full of somebody, somebody. You don't want to have an apartment full of somebody else's sheetrock. That's right. Uh, you know, my point was, I should have gone and blown this drain out before Memorial Day. I just didn't, I didn't think about it. It didn't cross my mind. But that's something. Yeah, yeah. If the emergency drain is a yeah, that Norris Street house. We lived in the the den and the in the playroom and the living room and the master bedroom and back in there. And one morning I got up and walked for some reason around that other bathroom and there was water almost up to my ankles, back there by your air conditioner show. Uh huh. And I realized <laughs> anyway. So air conditioner drains, clean them out, keep them clean because if you don't, and also that causes. I heard the other day that we're having a problem with mold in houses in Texas and that causes. Mold. If you let that pan, let that water in your attic get in the insulation, you're liable to end up with with uh, that mold. And insurance companies don't pay for that anymore. That's right. Major expenses, boy. All right. What else do we want to talk about, Donald? You want to tell them about your Donald? Don is got his. You got everything torn up over at your house, don't you? Well, yeah. I'm in the process of uh, remodeling, and I've started down at a room at a time, and and so this couple of weeks I've, I'm in the kitchen. And uh, uh, we're kind of doing a total remodel job except for replacing cabinets or even refacing. I'm just going to paint the cabinets. And I'll do that. I'll just remove the hardware, the hinges and handles and, uh, and paint uh, kind of probably by – I have a, a airless spray gun. And so I'll, I'll do that kind of painting. But the big two big projects in getting ready uh, to do this was removing the existing Formica countertops and the linoleum, the vinyl floor. Uh, and the reason I, the, the kitchen was dated, the house was probably built in 72. And so uh, what I hoped to do was remove this formica and salvage the wood underneath so I wouldn't have to rebuild the countertop. And did you? And I was able to. Uh, this, uh, uh, the formica actually came up real easy. I had a couple of tough little spots where I, I, I engaged a little, a real thin chisel to get up under there. Mm. And I have a real sharp uh, uh, knife. It's it's sort of like a utility knife. They use it a lot in sheetrocking, and it's it has a very sharp blade. And so I was able to get up. The, the, so that really, I got lucky. That came off very easy. Uh, it uh, probably over the years that glue had sort of uh, hardened or, mm -hmm. and uh, and lost some of its stickability. The vinyl flooring was uh, was another. Uh, 
that was another deal. Did I mean, that guy's it, chemicals work that uh, he told you? That, well, that was a that turned out to be a job of work, and I'll talk about the chemicals. The first thing you want to do in in uh, removing old linoleum, especially on concrete. Now, this wouldn't necessarily apply to wood a wood floor that because that could be a whole nother. You may wind up replacing the wood and everything, but over concrete, the thing you want to do is get the vinyl. Uh, linoleum's made in layers, and if you can get that heavy vinyl off, then you're going to wind up with either one or two layers of really what it's a heavy it's, duty. It's paper. paper. It's paper that is glued. Yeah. And remember, keep in mind that all of this adhesive is water-based because that's how you clean up your tools. Now, back in the old days, it may not have been, but but re- more recent, uh, you know, linoleum glue. While mm-hmm. it sticks like crazy, it's clean. It's water-soluble. Well, they make a chemical that costs about nine dollars a quart, and this for my little kitchen, it would have it's, it's about uh, it would have taken about three or four. So that was an extra thirty-six or forty-five dollars mm-hmm. if I bought five that I didn't want to spend. And so I have found in, in this and or in wallpaper removing the same thing. They sell a chemical that do that that does that. And and I tell you, just plain tap water will work, in my opinion, just as well. About as well. Uh, about yeah. as well and, and a lot of elbow grease. What yeah. you do is there again you use this sharp knife that I have. It has about a three inch width on it. And after you soak this paper, is what it amounts to, and now this is messy, it's pretty messy. Uh, have your old shoes on and your old clothes because you don't want to track and have shoes that you can take off easily when you come out of that room because you don't want to track off. I wouldn't wear shoes. I just do and, it uh, without shoes. And you can soak it and let it sit probably yeah. 30, 45 minutes and then take your sharp knife. And, and uh, I've found, like I say, with or without the chemicals, just plain water works just as good. So. Now, that's something that a totally blind person could do. I don't know about, about uh, you're, you're not going to. Even with your amount of vision, you're not going to try to put the formica down yourself. No, I'll have. I'm getting it prepped because uh, these worker men, these contractors, they charge you just as much to take out the old as they would as they would, and then put in the new. So it's a double whammy. So you're just doing the prep work, so the blind person could easily, total, could easily do that. Sweat equity is what I call it. And and, and a blind person could have, because on the formica you could feel. And I wasn't talking maybe. uh, 24, what the, in Formica they Surface. talk in terms of linear feet. Even yeah. though it's square feet, it's all 25 inches wide. But yeah. but I had 24 linear feet of Formica. So that wasn't a, a deal. And, and a, a totally blind person could have distinguished between the Formica. Well, and, yeah. and there again, even on the floor, because in, after you get your floor cleaned, then I just take a damp mop, or if you had someone, a wife or someone, get her a damp mop, and then when it dries, it will show you the little spots of places you missed. Well, you're going to know when you're down to yeah. concrete. I mean, and, you, you, and you, they're you, very you know, easy to go back and get the, the spots you missed. Tommy? Uh-huh. You haven't said a word today. Well, I was just listening to you folks. And, uh, you, you're going to go home and, 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 and rip up your four months? <laughs> how are we, we on time? We're about out of time. We've right? got about ten minutes. Uh-huh. Ten much? Ten minutes? Uh-huh. Great. What are we going to talk about for ten minutes? I have, well, I have absolutely I no have a note here. All right. Back to go plumbing ahead. again. Okay. Okay. Last week, on last week's show, we talked about uh, ice makers and, yeah. and the valve, at, mm-hmm. at the valve problems on the ice maker valve and solenoid problems. You bet. But just to put a, a, a wrap and an ending note on, on, on this whole theme of the ice maker, again, if worse comes to worse, and you would have to replace your whole ice maker for some reason. Like, we had to do that one time because... We didn't have a, a solenoid problem exactly, but the problem we did have was with the actual ice maker itself. 
You know, the actual ice maker itself has a cover, and under this cover is, is lots of gears and mechanical-type things. But the problem... But, huh? But it's no big deal to take out. Well, that's what I was going to say. If, if you have a mechanical problem, or if, you're, or if the pan of your ice maker has an actual leak, which happened to us, some way it got like a hairline crack in it, and, and the water was leaking out, and we couldn't fix it. So we just ordered another one from Sears and uh, got it, and uh, I took out four volts and unplugged a little round plug, probably about the size of a quarter, plugged in the new one, put in the four volts, turned on the water, and bingo. We had how does ice the water how does the water itself. tie to the ice maker that ice maker? Well, the water ties to the ice maker back down at the solenoid valve that we talked about last week. Okay, there's got to be a hose that runs up. There is a hose that runs up, but it. It's a stationary hose that stays in the freezer all the time. So when you fit the ice maker in, it fits itself to the... It fits itself up to that, and the yeah. water drops down into the you, ice maker pan. The main thing you want to do is buy the 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 one that goes in your refrigerator. If, That's No right. matter who made it, You've buy that. You've got to give them your model of refrigerator. Because if you don't, order. If you don't you'll end up drilling holes, and, and you won't... Yeah, uh, all kind of good things. And, so. Well, I think it would be safe to say on ice makers, if you're not getting water to the ice maker, it's going to be that valve. Yeah. If you're leaking water up around the ice maker, chances are it's probably going to have to be replaced. I've That's seen right. one instance where this hose was actually leaking. This happened to me. and and uh, I didn't know anything. I wasn't that mechanical, mechanically inclined at that time. And so we had a serviceman come out. I think the refrigerator was still under water. And he put some kind of packing around this hose yeah. and, and saved us from replacing uh, but, uh, the ice maker. But if, uh, like right now, Emily's is leaking water there, and I'll bet it probably needs to be replaced because I, I can't see too. any water coming out. The water's coming inside the ice box. When our hose was damaged, the water was outside the ice box. And so I would say that's kind of a guideline to go by and tell you real quick whether you need which action you need to take. Well, even if you had to replace that entire hose, if you knew how it worked, you could... I mean, it's just a little... They sell that at Adney's. You can mm-hmm. buy it. And goes up to the back of the refrigerator. In yeah. most cases, on the outside. Yeah, in most cases, you can you can feel it. It's on. Mm-hmm. It's a, it, it runs right up the outside. All right, Tom, what have you done lately? Oh, what have I done lately? I haven't done anything. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing? I haven't done anything. I, I did unstop uh, the uh, uh, my little drain that's in my in my kitchen sink. How'd you do it? Well, I screwed the little hickey off the end, and it was stomped up, and I unclogged it and screwed it back on and turned well, the water back on. You mean that you took the trap off? I did, indeed. You know, nowadays, they, they're hey. so... The trap. <laughs> really, clap your little handyman hand. The trap. You know, nowadays they make, like my house has, used to you had to find a wrench that was that size, and nobody has a wrench that size, of those those old bolts that were great big old, you know, that you that you tightened down on the drain, you had to find a wrench. Now they make little things that you do with your hands. I mean, it's meant to be done that way. It's meant to be taken off that way. There are things that you, it has, and places to put your hands and you just unscrew it and take it right off and unstuff. If your sink is stopped up, point being, if your kitchen sink is stopped up, chances are it's in the trap. And the trap is a thing that goes down and immediately makes a, a U. They, they call it an S curve. Well, yeah, a U. U makes yeah. a U. Cause I don't know what an S mm-hmm. looks like. And comes back up. That's the trap. It's It does two things. It keeps stuff out of the drain and it keeps sewer gases from coming back up in your house and so take that trap off before you call a plumber take that trap off and make sure that that trap is clear and if that's clear 
Uh, you may have a problem. Yeah, and be aware, have a, a little pot or something, because you've got Ooh, some yeah. water yeah. in the trap. Dump so some water. as you take it loose, you be prepared to get a little water. Water is going to come down under yeah, your... I just a half a pint or something. I just, I just went through that. My wife did cabbage for me, and, and uh, she she doesn't admit she's... She, she came home that night. What would you do today? Well, I didn't stop the sink. Why did the sink get stopped up? I have no idea, dear. <laughs> Maybe she won't hear this shit. Well, that's about it. That's email. Let's tell them about email. Please email us. We we love. We're begging you. Please email us. We want email. Come on, Donald. Give us the email. Tell us about our email. Well, you email need, address. Need to send that email to uh, blind handyman, all one word, mm-hmm. at hotmail dot com. And uh, and that'll do it. And and if you don't want us to mention your name, say so. That. And and that's we'll right. we'll read your email and discard it. It will never be. Uh, mentioned again, but you know we won't. Uh, we're not going to bring any 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 uh, internal revenue people down on you. We'll just we won't we won't uh, we won't mention your name if you don't want us to. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, indicate that also. And yes. uh, if you have a question, a topic you'd like for us to talk about, we'll be more than happy to do that. And we haven't done everything, but we can find somebody who has. And Charles Reichert is going to be uh, our guest next week on the show and he said judging from his email i think he's telling the truth he said i have a lot to talk about a lot to talk i about. bet he does and he I had a big you. long he had a big long email so i guess that'll that'll we're we're, we're pretty close aren't we thank god for pretty conference close. for conference calling because we don't have in our budget the airfare to fly him down from new york to <laughs> yeah, no Texas. we certainly no. don't but we, so we sorry think, about that charlie <laughs> we think we've got the phone uh set up to uh, to operate we tried it out today it may even be a little better the reason we were getting that little noise on the phone is i and i hate to tell you this i've lost the tool that i need to adjust the tellers phil's lost something i don't want to hear anything about it but i've <laughs> actually comments, lost something. Huh? thank you don shaw yep thank you don patterson you thank you tom houston you for com- coming and being with us my name is phil parr and we'll see you next week on the blind handyman that's email is is a blind handyman at hotmail.com email us if you're listening let us know if you have a question let us know about that phil parr reminding you i see said the blind man as he picked up his hammer and saw